And we are moving right along. You heard the song Control tonight by Romy Chase, the multi-talented performer. And uh, Romy, they can find you all over the place. But most importantly, your OnlyFans. Every man, woman, and child should subscribe. Well, if they're under 18 or over 18. Whoops. Let's hear. What's a <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a, that's a gaff that you don't want to have on FM radio. Jesus Christ. Romy, <laughs> they get up on the wrong flight log. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear it, Romy. Where can they find you? Um, find me on um, my OnlyFans is simply Romy Chase, OnlyFans.com, Romy Chase. Um, my Instagram, Romy Chase Forever. My Twitter, Romy underscore Chase. But the easiest thing to do, honestly, is just to go to IWantRomyChase.com. All my verified verified links are on there. My you know my 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 life size doll, my music, my YouTube, my socials, my OnlyFans as well. So I want RomyChase.com. Check it out. Subscribe. Yeah, check out my music. Add me to your playlist. There will be a live performance, Mr. Sheets, Romy Chase. We're just imagining it now. We're visualizing something crazy in New York, something crazy in Las Vegas. But in the meantime, follow her. I want RomyChase.com for all things. This is The Ryan Show. We'll be back very, very soon with uh, new music. We've got Mr. BKG Brooklyn coming in next. We'll be back soon, folks. Don't go anywhere. Come! Massive. Okay, now that flow and shamarans come on All the girls and feel nice and all the fans are come. All the girls. Shaka. Shaka yourself. Shaka yourself. Follow me. Shaka yourself. Shaka yourself. You want no granny? Shack out yourself You know who a lady So come Shack out yourself A party till bread and body Shack out yourself If a body you know what it Shack out yourself As the guns them in on the east So messing north and the south No matter what you do Every girl What fish shack out Put a link on gold teeth In a demo This everlasting split The man talk about What we give it name Bind and tear out Coming on the dance The mass young can spread out So come Shack out yourself, shack out yourself Follow me! Shack out yourself, shack out yourself Because me take a trip to New York All of the girls them look nice and sharp We take a trip, come to Canada The women look up here, champion bubbler And who when we go to London, come All of the massive them are champion And then we circle back to Jamaica Me have to hang on for one up my bubble has a come Shack out yourself, shack out yourself Follow me! Shack out yourself, shack out yourself You see, tights Italy, so come Shack out yourself French cut Italy, so come Shack out yourself And the woman of you wear it Shack out yourself French cut with zip Shack out yourself So come Shack out yourself, shack out yourself Follow me! Shack out yourself, shack out yourself They call them and them in the dance Yes, them out the shack out me silk shirt And we a shot out Me ballet And we a shot out Jump in me kangal And a shot out Just so nice and And a shot out In a me Benz And a shot out So In a me rental And a shot out Cause we shocking at the east, west, the north and south Anyway the flow a gang go And with them top out Anyway Shabarangs go And with them top out So come Shack out yourself, shack out yourself Follow me! Shack out yourself, shack out yourself The woman and the man come shack out, shack out Follow me! 
And we're back, folks, moving right along through the evening. This is The Ryan Show FM with your host, Ryan Vernell. Mr. Cheeks is en route. Hampton's Dave? Probably not. But I guess that's just how things kind of rolled out around here. And I'm chilling with my new friend. I met him on the phone, but never on StreamYard. DKG Gutter is here for the yeah, first time. Yeah, what's ever. up? What's up? How you doing, DKG Gutter? East New York, Brooklyn, you know what it is. How you doing, Ryan? Fantastic. You're in East New York. I'm on East Long Island. Very stark difference between the two. What's East New York like these days? East New York these days, um, very, very gritty. A little gritty. Uh, it's cool though. You got your cool, cool areas. But... I saw you crack a smile when you said a little gritty. <laughs> you like it that way. I don't blame you. It needs to be a little bit more gritty out here on the east end of Long Island. It's a little too privileged out here. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit gritty, and um, things are going on. Unfortunately, it never stops. So, <clears throat> you know, you know, they say that grow. hard times make hard people. Diamonds yeah. are created under pressure. Yeah. So there are some perks. The great art that comes from East New York is evident, and it's evident in your music. Yes, 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 absolutely. I, um, you know, no, no hook is just a single eye. Make a lot of stories and uh, music about pain and the things that um I seen growing up. You know, not you know just killing my brother, backing out guns, and you know the the hardcore rap street. Shit. Like you know, I try to come with a message in my music as well. Um, you know, for people just going through things in life. Uh, you know, no parents. You know, poor jobs. A lot of deaths, unfortunate deaths due to drugs and alcohol and just bad decisions. Is it overall. hard with, with such real topics to find your way to a mainstream audience when you're talking about the real? Or do you think that that brings more people to you when you're talking about how it really is? I think that I attract more fans or support from people when I tell the truth of what's really going on out here and you know, how it's been and, you know, everybody isn't rich or having a good life and, you know, with good health and, you know, things like that. So I just keep it real. And I feel like people, you know, gravitate to that more. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, look, even someone like myself living on Eastern Long Island, I'd rather listen to music from Eastern New York that I know is honest, even if I necessarily yeah. can't, can't necessarily relate to the lifestyle because yeah there's something uh there's something like people gravitate towards the authenticity yeah stories people there's just something about storytelling and uh and humanity humans have for years we just gravitate towards a good story how much of a role does storytelling play in your music um i think that uh, percentage wise in my music like right now i have like unreleased music uh probably like all together, I want to say like 40 or 50 songs and at least like 25 of them or at least like 28 of them is like things that I've seen with my own eyes that I rap about. So, you know, basically I that's storytelling, you know, things yeah. like that or whatever. So, yeah, things that I like to rap about the things I've seen or been through or I've seen some of my friends go through or, you know, whether it's not, you know, the hood story thing, like, you know, like. 
I met I'm, I know you through a guy named Eric, you know what I'm saying, through through business and you know, other things of life or whatever. So it's not only about, you know, that. That's just what comes to my heart when I do music. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you mentioned meeting through Eric, another great entrepreneur. Shouts to our boy Eric. Yeah, shout How, out, shout out. One thing I find is that the Ryan show, it's cool to have radio show. It's great to find, you know, uh, advertising, money, and radio. But the real perk is to have a vessel where you can meet people. How much do you find yourself using your brand of BKG Gutter to make money outside of just music? Well, yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, as far as my brand that I'm building, I meet a lot of important people who, um, you know, cross my path. And, um, you know, I'm learning to use it as well more you know, due to situations in life that I took for granted. So I'm learning how to utilize that more um, of being around a lot of, you know, important people, celebrities and, you know, entrepreneurs and things like that, you know, to my advantage now. Yeah, that's that's one of the perks. It's almost like it's almost like tough. And I noticed that even some of the most successful entertainers, they do the exact same thing. Just look at what yeah. Kanye did. He made so much more money through Adidas and through all these other ventures than even the music. Just from right. just proving like your network is your network. Yeah, I feel like I feel like networking is a key key component. To, um, you know, not just just music because you know that's just music is just ten percent of of the business. Like you could be dead whack and don't know how to rap, but if you know the business very well, you got the good connections, then you know out of here unfortunately it's like that you know what i'm saying back then in the days it used to be on talent and less you know what i'm saying but networking is key I, I meet a lot of people um in the nightlife or whatever basically you know a lot of meetings go on you know basically in the club you know people having a drink you, you close some deal you close a lot of deals at night you know people don't realize that you know a lot yeah. of the, the, the a lot of these people are you know, at a hard day at work, you get the attention more and when they're in a better mood, having a drink at ease and then just hitting them at 11 o'clock in the afternoon and the whole world is trying to get at them and you're trying to get at them too. And it's like, oh, yeah, I call you back. Other than at nighttime, you see him, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm chilling, yo. Call me up, man. You know what? Take a shot. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, and, you know, you can either join the corporate world and do that on a golf course. Or be the entertainment business, do it at a club. Right, 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 right. And on that note, we are going to play No Hooks. We talk okay. about talk about the industry. We talk about how, uh, you know, it's all about who you know, really. Your network is your net worth. And bars, they just don't matter like they used to. But you're going to prove that wrong, goddammit. Nah, you can yeah. actually rap rap. <laughs> good looking, good looking. Eric hit me up and was that. like, yo, I've got an artist. And I was like, oh, you know, you never know. When a white guy's telling you they got an artist, it can go two ways. Can go horrible <laughs> right. or it could actually go well. Well, this also went the latter. But listeners, we're going to leave it up to you to decide. Go to where can they find you on Instagram? We want you this can, fire you can to find me right at, to you. You can find me at BKG2724 um, on Instagram. And, um, you know, you can go from there. I have a whole link in my bio where you can find my single and I'm working on new music right now as well. You know. All right. And we're going to get into that. When we come back. 
This is no, no. hook. BKG gutter. No yes, hook. He'll be beer. When we return, this is the Ranch Hall okay. Don't go anywhere, folks. Yeah. Brooklyn gutter. Yeah, big, big, big watch with the big chains. Fifth cocked and the clips bang. Dead block, see I flip cane. You ain't notice this Brooklyn stay in your lane. Might get this to self. I'm in that Rolls Royce truck whipping on a belt. My shooter squad gripping on their belts. I'm so hot on this ice on, it's about to melt. And we don't care if you tell. All my niggas felons been in the cell. So before you start to yell, here's a first class trip to Lucifer, see you in hell. Still burge, I still burst. My big homie special Spielberg, the still burn, I still earn. Take checks, y'all ate less, y'all straight sex. The spaceships is spacious, this greatness. I ain't got no hook, but I'ma still get booked. Don't get your favorite artist cooked. Scared to death, scared to look. He shook. Thoughts, I just won guap. A drop, I just want the top. I'm, I'm fresh home out the box. Big stones in the watch. Came home with my ox. I'm, I'm, I'm no joke, so don't laugh with me. Talking coke, I got a bag with me. These niggas broke, I bought a cash with me. I got the dough, cash with me. You after me. It's special entertainment. If I ain't in the booth, I'm in the raiment. Complaining, we'll stop making it rain and start saving. Stack bread, the black bends on black rims, black hoodie, black mask, black Tims, black, black bottles, black cars, black rings, black caskets. I ain't got no hook, but I'ma still get booked. Don't get your favorite artist cooked. Scared to death, scared to look. We shook. I ain't got no hook. But I'ma still get booked. Don't get your favorite artist cooked. Scared to death, scared to look. He shook. Brooklyn. That music that you just heard was Indeed No Hook by BKG Gutter. East New York's own. And you can find him. He's on Instagram. He's all over the place. All these streaming platforms had his music. But one more time, Mr. Gutter, where can they find you on IG? You can find me on Instagram at BKG2724. That's on Instagram. Um, you can find my, right now, No Hook is streaming on BET Jams. Uh, we just ran a campaign with radio. So there's a lot going on with, with that song. Nice. Getting some TV yeah. action with it over on BET. BTV action, DJ Clue, DJ Self, you know. So we got a lot of the top DJs in New York, um, you know, co signing the record and things like that. I saw it over on Hot 97. Yeah. AKA, I, I looked on the Instagram, saw you were taking a video of it. What was it like to hear your music played on Hot 97? Oh, uh, it's um. Oh, you can find it on Apple and Spotify as well. All streaming platforms. Um, no work is on Spotify, Apple, um, Amazon, everything. Is that like a dream to be a New York artist and have your music played on Power One Hundred Five in these big stations? What's it like hearing your songs played on there now? Nah, it's, it's definitely a dream. It's definitely a dream. Like just hearing myself is definitely motivation. Um, because right now as well. 
um, right now I'm an independent artist, so um, I'm learning the business as well as you know as as well as music, and that's more better than anything. You know, just getting network with these tough these top DJs, and but to hear myself on the radio, like. It, it is like a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not making millions from music yet, but it's just a, you know, just you keep trying and keep hustling and you keep doing, you know, sticking to the goal. It's, it's going to happen, so. Yeah, especially when you're right on that fringe. When you get in the airplay, it's all starting to come together. You're around the right people. So we put our hats off to you, Mr. BKG Gutter. We are going to continue right. the journey. We're going to continue to play the music. And continue to have you back on the show. This is just a little glimpse into things. After all, this is the Ryan Show FM. We do it for real in person with a real deal podcast. But until then, Mr. Gutter, it's been real. We're going to find you on Instagram. And any last words, mm. where can they find you perform in person? Anywhere coming up anytime soon? Um, Yeah, I have a lot of um, upcoming performances coming with um, No Hook. But again, I, you can find me on IG at BKG2724, which is the building number I grew up in, 2724. So uh-huh. that's why, you know, I got that at the end of the year. But um, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, BT, you know, everywhere. All right. So you heard the man. Find him. Follow him. We're going to play a little bit more music and return soon. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be back. They feed us on the radio, live and stereo, so once again, here we go. To all my real cats who love to hear the real rap, and still understand the reason that you feel that. Yo, I'm a crook like Donald Warren, chips add up like coins, listen, everyone joins in this session, knowing I'm about to teach a lesson. They love when the mic finesses starts finessing, listen, raps off the hookish, L's burn, taking like a man, get this out of turn. Shout out to all my beats, getting green like they supposed to. You're from the fam, understand, can we close to Love the way it's going down, baby. No doubt, we cast some staff Till the day I'm up and gone, I'm gonna get it on And let me warn on you for you getting shit on From day one we had the hot mix Yo, I thought you got the chills, yet I got this In the smash, time to take a spec Earn some extra cash, even come through and get some extra act Plug me in Yeah. Throw the L's up. 
goes Mr. BKG Gutter, in comes my dear friend Mr. George Redman Radney, the star of the Real Deal Sports Show. You hear him up in Rosh Hashanah every week, not just on Fox Sports 1280, but his own show on The Beat. Is that right? It's it's The Beat up in Rochester? Yes, yes. It's uh, WLGZ HD2, The Beat 105.5 FM. Check me out live every Saturday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Or if not, YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook page, Real Deal Sports Show, uh, Twitter, Real Deal Sports Show, and also YouTube, Real Deal Sports Show. Subscribe, like us, the whole nine yards. Hey, we're gaining more and more people because we're telling it like it is. We don't tow the company line up, up here with Real Deal Sports Show, uh, Ryan. I love it, man. I love it. You don't have to worry about big corporate agenda bugging you guys with your show over at the beat i mean it's not like you really let it bother you over on what's going on with fox sports 12 you never hold any punches let's be honest that's right no need to no need and, to. It, and that how does it how, let's start by asking this in a, in a day and age where it seems that people are uh, walking on eggshells um there's so many fluff pieces out there so much pay to play it's hard to see what's real and what's not as a real deal journalist what are your thoughts on the state of modern media and its authenticity? Well, I think I think media is uh, you're seeing more and more independence, more podcasts. You're seeing uh, people being allowed, like for example, Ryan Clark, who's on ESPN, but he also has a very popular podcast. And on his podcast, he's very, uh, uh, very right to the point, letting you know no no holding back. He lets you know his real opinion, and his guests that come on that show. Uh, they, they let you know their real opinion. And that's why that show is so popular. And I think you're seeing more and more shows uh, where people are talking their mind and not t- holding the company line. We're not worried about We're not getting advertising from the Buffalo Bills anyway. So, hey, let's let's Hey, we got to tell it like it is. So why are we up here trying to sugarcoat things? I love it. You make a good point. There are some guys, especially some of these former athletes that heard all the criticism from the media and some of the guys that they didn't respect. You heard these guys call out the Stephen A. Smiths and other big time journalists. Look at some of the guys like JJ Reddick that are mm-hmm. coming in there and getting a huge following now, just like you said, telling it how it is. Yes. Not towing the company line. And that's what people want to hear. We don't want to hear that nonsense. After the pandemic, people have been shut up in the house for so long. Now they back out and they're seeing things from a different perspective. And it's not the Eastman Kodaks and the 
Boston Lums or the Xeroxes that are dominating. It's the smaller businesses that are really making things. Businesses like paychecks and things of that nature are grown from small businesses into bigger uh, entities now. So it's not the, the it's not the big corporations and conglomerates that are running ruling the roost like they used to back in the day. So you've been covering the Bills, going to games live, putting in the groundwork. You're a real deal sports journalist, a writer for the Challenger News. You're an actual expert. So someone like yourself that is saying it how it is, how did it affect you over the past you know, 20 years? Now it's a little easier to have an independent news source and to have these outspoken opinions. How did it affect you when you weren't able to have these independent sources to say your opinions? Did it hold you well, back? Have well, it been so honest? Yeah, yeah, it did. Because a lot of times you didn't get the gigs, you didn't get the uh, opportunities where you get to get to pay. For example, the uh, a lot of times someone will call in to the bills. For example, and say, "Hey, we need a writer." Uh, they would this the bills would refer somebody, and if you're not you know towing the company line or or telling it in a in a favorable fashion, they'll give it to another young guy or something. So I never really got any deals from the bills. I remember when I first started at 105 The Beat. Before that, in 2016, it was the uh, uh, CBS Sports Radio. And so I already was covering the bills through a print, through Challenger Community News. And this young sports director, young, nice white guy, uh, uh, Jim, he, he did a nice job. He came in. He covered. And I noticed on his second game covering the bills, the bills approached him about, hey, man, how about covering this guy here in, in, in Toledo, Ohio, for example? He wants uh, interviews on the bills for his for their sports station down there. And he called them. And, you know, they pay him 75 125 bucks a game. But they, but they never offered that to me. They never offered that to a, uh, the mighty Oba Pat Freeman. But they offer it to the people who they like, who looks like them and acts like them and toes the company line, per se, and doesn't say a lot of bad stuff about the uh, bills operation and for them and them not – uh, spending money in the black community in Buffalo, like Ralph Wilson did, used to spend money in advertising with some with, with Challenger Community News uh, for for many years. And ever since uh, it was been sold to the Pagulas, we haven't got one dime, one penny in advertising dollars from the Pagulas back into the black community of Western New York and into uh and in, in Rochester, New York as well. So you know, if the pandemic hit, then you had the tragedy at Top Supermarket. And now they're slowly trying to change and trying to do some type. Hell, the players never even came into the community. The only one, Marcel Darius, is one of the few guys from way back. It was very few black football players on the Buffalo Bills team that even came into the black community or even took part in the community. So it was a few, a handful, but not you know not nearly enough that you would say uh, you could shake a stick at. Uh, Why why is that? Why do you think that there's a disconnection between – the professional athletes, when it's such a small city, you'd think there'd be a, a way more intimate connection between the fans and the players. Well, they keep the players out in Orchard Park. They keep them out there. The players don't come into the city that much at all. Uh, maybe for engagements and things of that nature, but they don't come into the city and don't really come into the uh, black community. Because keep in mind, you're 30 minutes to 45 minutes away from the city of Rochester and then into the communities of, uh, of Buffalo. So they kept them sheltered. They're out there in the market. And they not they don't come into the city. So uh, and then a lot of the uh, uh, promotions and coat giveaways and things of that nature would be done out in the uh, suburban areas. And they uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't even uh, do their do their own charity work in the community. They still do it out in the suburban areas, uh, which was wow, sad. I had no idea that they were that disconnected because I even remember living in 
Fredonia and thinking that there was such a lack of public events. Because I remember growing up a Yankees fan and former players would get together and throw events. I guess it's a little easier to stay in New York City and live around that area. Um, but yeah, I, I did always notice that uh, disconnect. And to those out there listening that don't care about the Bills, well, too damn bad. This is their time, goddammit. If there's a time yeah. to talk about Buffalo sports and the Bills on national radio, it's right now. But I must say, back in the day when Buffalo had a basketball team, the Buffalo Braves, Ernie Diagoria, uh, Bob McAdoo, Garfield Hurd, a lot of those guys in the 70s, they always were right in the community with activity. And the Buffalo Sabres hockey team, which started, with, I saw that team start in 1970, and they came into my community, into our community, into the black community, and supplied us with hockey sticks, uh, skates, the whole nine yards. We would go up to Martin Luther King Humboldt Park, which is now renamed Martin Luther King Park. Had a beautiful ice rink up there, and, we, and that's why I learned to skate. And that's why I really learned to play hockey. I mean, I watched hockey on TV. I said, oh, hockey's coming down. What is that? Watched it. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. And then I started playing it. And then I played a lot of hockey uh, uh, in my earlier years. So it it just, if you put it into a community, the community will come out and the community will take part. And you'll see some of that community enjoying that sport and, 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 and participate. And then, as you know, Buying tickets. My dad used to buy tickets to the Sabres. He used to go to Sabres hockey games uh, downtown Buffalo in the old odd, the 10,000-seat arena back in the day. We would go to the hockey games. So it was always <laughs> an opportunity to go. And, and that just shows when you put something into it, the flower blossoms out and it grows and it expands into the community. So it, it can now, be done. The, the Sabres play in the heart of Buffalo, right? They're, they're playing in the right. actual city. So yes. is there? are they more in tune with the city? Were they visiting? Because it just blows my yeah. mind that only one player did anything in person to visit that horrible massacre that happened in Buffalo. That was one of the worst shootings ever. Well, the whole team came. No, for, now, for that massacre now at Top Supermarket, the entire team came. Okay, uh, okay, okay. That, I'm glad you're clearing that up because when you said yeah, that, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, my God. Was, I was just... No, I'm talking about years ago. I'm talking about players, yeah. Marcel Darius and guys years before, well, years well before – before the massacre and the pandemic. Uh, no, no, it was very few bills that came into the kid, just a handful of them. But now I mean, they, they were roasting the, the city of Buffalo. We had guys yeah. like, uh, like, um, like Marshawn Lynch just trashing the city. Yeah. Oh yeah. And rightly so, you know, he, he said, Hey, you'd rather go up to Toronto and hang out. And that's what they did. They go up to Toronto. It's a big time city, big time market. And Buffalo is just a small time market. And it's not a it's not a big time city per se. It, it wants to be, but it's 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 really a, a big time city with a bunch of small minded people. That's that's what Buffalo is. Uh, they say Buffalo it's a southern North. city, trapped in the north. We're gonna go to a quick break, George. There's there's a lot to talk about. I want to talk about the new arena. I want to talk about the Bills. You're the expert on all oh, things. Let's, let's get into it. It's go time. We'll be back soon, folks. Negro. You up, I take a hit from a split, then I get biz with the new cut. Because I can jam like Teddy if you let me. A good fellow, but still rugged like Joe Pesci. My style is mad fucker to the delic with the irrelevant ish. Then I kick back, flip, semi full. If the duck, then I dip, then I switch. Doing the crust, then go with the nickel nine on the hip. I always got.
got played by a honey dip, but now I'm on the money tip. So now I call the honey dip honey dip. And swing hardcore because that's where I come from. I rock it like chop and burn scrubs like a dumb dumb. Remember Red Man last album? I was hardcore. Now I'm back to tear the frame out your ass. Cause I get wrecked with the tech, with the plan of my wet. And what you see is what you get, and what you get in this shit. Hit you with the funk to five figure. Like eight plus funk, funk type stuff in your back trunk. Yes, the Red Man is what they call me. Wicked with the style, you think I have several palsy like. Cause I freak the styles crazy Lullaby is stupid and Rockabye baby The Funkadella devil hit your ass With the level from the new school And still holding my jewels have returned we have an absolute expert on sports specifically the nfl and the buffalo bills and he does not tread lightly when it comes to my man josh allen george radney right. has made his return tonight here on the ryan show fm and hey, george before we go into your favorite oh, one quick thing man uh seven hours ago at 12 45 this afternoon i happened to check my inbox and my inbox was my official uh uh super bowl lv2 uh, approved credential for Super Bowl 57. Ooh. LV, it came in today. So I'm, I'm accredited and approved for my 15th straight uh, Super Bowl coming up uh, the week of February 6th uh, in the game on February 13th. 15 years strong. Coverage by Mr. George Rabbit. They, they should be goddamn on their hands and knees begging for you to come down there. I expect nothing less. That's and that right. being said, uh, you know, before we get into your favorite quarterback of all time, Josh Allen, I want to ask right. you more about this new stadium that's on the rise, being lifted from the ashes in Buffalo, New York. First, we had an expert on on what's going on, I want to say about a year ago, and he said that there was a slim to none chance that there would ever be a new stadium in Buffalo and that it was for sure going to move. The franchise itself would be moved down to Texas. Mm -hmm. And this was a very credible source. But now all these articles are coming out saying that it is for sure being rebuilt in Buffalo. Could you just clear things up for us that really don't know what the hell is going on at this point? What they're talking about a stadium right now looks to be, I believe it when I see the shovels go into the dirt and dig into the dirt and they cut their little ribbon, do the little ceremony, breaking ground for a new stadium. It's, it's supposed to be in Orchard Park across the street from the current stadium. But why in the hell, Ryan, would you open, pull another stadium out in the middle of nowhere, out in the snow belt, where, where it was snowing and raining and windy? Uh, you saw the conditions were Sunday for the Bills-Jets game. Ten straight punts uh, by each team in the first half. 0-0 uh, almost at halftime due to the high winds and the weather conditions. Uh, why would you want to put another stadium? Why wouldn't you put a dome stadium downtown? Right now, the Pagulas are in charge of it, which is the problem. Most cities... That have new stadiums right now. It was the city and the county make, came together and made the decision of where the, they told the NFL team where the stadium was going to go. They didn't allow the owner of the team to tell you in your market where a stadium going to be. And they don't even live in it. 
The Pagulas live in Boca Raton, Florida. What they know about Western New York? They don't even know that the stadium is in the middle of a snow belt. I mean, come on. It's going. It's, they're talking about five to six inches this coming weekend for the Bills versus the Miami Dolphins game. Saturday, and why would you have a game at night in Western New York and night in Orchard Park, New York? 8.15 Saturday night. That game should have been played at noon on Saturday. We won't get home until 3 in the morning. I mean, the traffic is so bad. The traffic, we, it took us two and a half hours to get home from the game yesterday, uh, from the game uh, on Sunday, the Bills-Jets game, because of the snow, the rain, car accidents, people drunk, this ran. Some guy just ran right into a tree. It looked like he just took his car right off the road, just break. Like, man, man, of course. You don't see no breaks. You don't see no skid marks or nothing. Just, like, man, look like the guy just took his car and ran it right into the tree, man. I of mean, course he that, did. Bill's Mafia. Guy. I'm sure yeah. he was screaming Bill's Mafia as he did it. He probably, was, he could. probably thought he was jumping off a table, man, when he was driving and <laughs> lost control of the car or something, man. Because that, I mean, that had a couple head on, then a head on collision farther up the road. I don't even know how that head on collision happened. It, it was a median in the, it's a median in that road. And it, they still had a head on collision. So I don't know what, man, it was just ridiculous out there. Uh, Honestly, um, if I were you, I'd want to keep these psycho rednecks out of the city. I'd want to keep them right <laughs> in Orchard Park. Keep them but far if, away from the inner city. And if you have a stadium downtown, dome stadium, people can party, come down on the train, take park. You still can have your tailgating, but come downtown. You got restaurants. You got places where you can go inside. Out in Orchard Park, there's no restaurants, no no bars or nothing. This is one or two bars. There's no one. That's why people get out there. All, all you can do is drink, play uh, cornhole. Uh, you know, play some cards in the summer and spring. In the wintertime, you can't do you just covered up and you just drinking, you know, and, and standing by a fire and standing by the fire to keep warm and then going into and then going into an open air outdoor stadium. You pay $40 for, for a ticket and you out there in the freezing cold, you can't even sit down and you sit and they got benches out there still. Okay, you are you kidding me? Come on, and you, and you don't want leather seats, you don't want dome stadiums. That's what I'm telling you. Buffalo is a big time city with a bunch of small minded people, man. That's all. It, that's all. It's below. We call it the B low because it's below reality. <laughs> I never heard that one. I like that. Uh, you know, we we mentioned um, you know building of of new stadiums. I thought it was really cool. You see how the Miami Dolphins when they built their stadium, they built it in such a way that the angle of the sun is only hitting the away team. Also, the away team for some reason, however, they lined it up. Is constantly throwing into the sun. I saw yeah. a great video. I didn't realize that. Why can't the Bills think outside the box? By putting it in Orchard Park, it really doesn't hurt. It hurts everybody. It's a nuclear bomb on the whole place. You need to at least make it make an advantage for the home team somehow. It's crazy. It is. <laughs> it it is. makes you wonder what's next. Now, um, we just saw this weekend a very close game. I know that Nate predicted the Jets would win, but that's just because he's a biased Jets fan. Right. Anybody that's watching football this year knows the Bills could and should win a game in their home stadium against the Jets, but it was very close. Uh, wow. After seeing a game like that, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you have more or less faith in Josh Allen? And uh, and lastly, what are your thoughts on Mike White? My, my, first of all, let me go with the Jets side of it first. My my impression that Joe Douglas is Joe Douglas is doing a hell of a job. He came over from the Ravens, always brought a tough, physical-minded Ravens football team. He worked on that staff. He comes over to the Jets, and he they hired the right coach, Robert Saleh, doing an excellent job. He's a defensive-minded guy. Excuse me, what did they do? They go out and they got the defense. Say, hey, 
The Bills have wide receivers. They have a pretty good quarterback. They have a, what we got to do. We got we stopped the running game. We got a nose guard with Quentin Williams. We got uh, they went and brought in Sheldon Rankins from my new from the New Orleans Saints, who I really enjoy. Sheldon Rankins with the Saints. He's a very good football. If he wouldn't have ruptured his Achilles uh, a couple of years ago with the Saints in the playoffs, I think the Saints would have made that Super Bowl. That was the year Stephon Diggs caught that pass uh, from the from the wide receiver uh, from the quarterback from Case Keenum, and they ended up winning that contest. That was the main thing I saw in that uh, in that contest is that Sheldon Rankins. You got uh, Williams, you got uh, Sauce, you got the cornerbacks, the shutdown corners. They have all what it takes, the, the, the winning franchise. Mike White is the only question mark. But there's so many young quarterbacks coming out in the draft, and they can make some trades and get uh, get another veteran quarterback in there until they can get a bridge quarterback in there. And, and they have they, they built the team the right way. They have a, they have a good running backs. And, and Bryce Hall, Bryce Hall, or Bryce Hall, he rubbed he towards the uh, ACL. They missing him. Uh, Michael Carter's back in there. He's he's fumbling the ball again as usual, making turnovers. Uh, and he, he was quite uh, rude to the media uh, after the game. But he got a talking to from the PR director, and he came back and he he expressed himself. He he redeemed himself with the media after the game. But they, they, to make a long story short, Joe Douglas is doing a great job as the general as the uh, general manager. Uh, the head, he got the right head coach. They got the right personnel, and they brought in the personnel that can beat the Buffalo Bills. A shutdown corners, the shutdown Stephon Diggs. They got this uh, CJ Mosley in the middle still. They got a great nose guard with Williams, and you you got Southern Rankings. You got some veteran guys mixed in. That Grady Wilson, man, that, he's an outstanding uh, right receiver, number sixteen. That kid is uh, uh, seven, uh, Garrett Garrett Wilson. He is outstanding. That uh, so you got you got a lot of pieces to the puzzle. Elijah Moore. None, I mean, you got a lot. Of, I was very impressed with the Jets. I think the Jets are the second best team in the division. They 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 really are. They play because they have a good defense. Miami's defense is very suspect. They still trying to run the uh, uh, Flores' defense because they kept Flores' guy as the defensive coordinator, and it's obvious he doesn't know the the nuances of the of the of Flores' defense. He's just he's just trying to do his best. And his best isn't good enough because he doesn't know all of the all of the aspects of what uh, Flores was doing. Uh, Brian Flores was doing with that Miami defense. That's why it looks so bad. He's just guessing, and, and it's not working. You can run on him, and you can pass on that defense of uh, the Miami Dolphins. Right now, the Jets are to me are the second best team in the division, and Miami third, and New England fourth. You covered a lot there, and you answered my next question, which was, uh, "Who do you think is going to win between the Jets?" And the Dolphins, but he just answered it. So I think we could all agree that at this point, Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the division. But in three years from now, given the quarterbacks and the state of who's playing starting quarterback on these four teams, who do you think will be the best in three years from now in the AFC uh, East if you had to pick? I think right now, oh, it, it most likely would be Josh Allen. The Jets are the question mark. Who they're going to come with their quarterback? Because I think their quarterback will be in there. Uh, I think their quarterback, if they make the right choice, their quarterback could be the second best in the division. The, uh, the Dolphins, they're going to have to get another quarterback. Tua is, is, is a timing quarterback, but he just can't take any punishment. When you when you hit him once or twice, and he, he's kind of like Mike White. He, to me, him and Mike White are the same kind of way. They, they put everything into throwing the ball, and when they get hit, 
they're like a they're like a crash dummy. Their their body just just gets get. Did you see? That? I mean, my, my boy looked like a crash dummy out there. He, I mean, he just went flying. It, it just looked so bad. It looked worse than matter of fact. It looked worse than what it was. Because one hand, I said, man, the guy put his shoulder into him and eat and, and, and put his arms back and didn't even fall on him. It looked like that man looked like he had a ten story building laying on him. The way he was laying out there, laying out there on the ground, and he did it twice. I was like, man, my. And then after the game, when we were there waiting for the locker rooms to open, they backed the ambulance right up to the back, right to the locker room there, and they brought Mike White out and took him, put him on the ambulance, and took him to the hospital. But they didn't know they didn't know how bad, of, you know, he might have fractured, might you know, fractured ribs or what. He might he, he got I, I wouldn't say got it, but he got some type of rib damage because man, I mean, he was hit. The Milano hit was really man. That woo, man, I brutal. Mean, he, brutal. And the same thing with Tua. He takes. He takes the, his body seems to take the full brunt of the hits, and and he's not a durable guy. He's a small guy. He's a small guy. Uh, they they keep saying Justin Herbert. The just uh, Miami should have took Justin Herbert instead of taking two at number five. I think right. Justin Herbert is kind of suspect too. I think yeah, I think Justin Herbert is is better than Tua, but I think in the long run he may not be that much better than Tua. Wow, he, Those, that's a pretty high take. He, he's not. What I see from him on the field. He, he's, I don't know. He just can't seem to have, he don't seem to have that like Tom Brady or, or even that new guy from uh, Purdy with the 49ers that, Hey, I can get this. I can will this team to win. He just says, Oh, we win. Oh, we didn't win. All right. He just don't seem mad enough when they lose. He just, all right, man, we'll get it. There. He just, he, just he does crazy. seem kind of aloof. He doesn't seem to yeah. care as much as, as you think he would. So you think you're that high on Purdy after seeing him the other day, you think Purdy could be, it could be all that over with the 49ers. He could be. He could be because, man, he he, he moves around. He, he kind of reminds me of a Brady in a sense. He's not that fast. He's not trying to run with the ball, but he runs enough to avoid the rush and be and able to get rid of the ball. So he kind of reminds me of a young Tom Brady being able to move move enough that he can avoid the rush and still be able to get rid of the ball. He's not trying to run with the ball. He He's trying to hold it. Move long enough. He, he's not going. He's going side to side. He's not going down the field over the line of scrimmage. He's going side to side to buy him just enough time for one of those receivers to break open. I like it, listeners. Let us know what you think. Who is the future at quarterback when it comes to the 49ers over in San Francisco? Will it be Trey Lance? Will it be Jimmy G? Or will it be the all, or I should say, the uh, newly emerging Purdy? Well, Where's he from? Iowa State. Iowa State. Okay. And he played the good, and he 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 tried out for Alabama. Alabama took a look at him, and they just you know Alabama just have a ton of talent. They just like, oh man, go ahead. And he went on to Iowa State to play. So obviously, for him to even get a, a sniff from Alabama tells you that he had some good potential in high school coming out of high school. So this kid is just not. Hey, he's a, anybody that makes the NFL, you you pretty damn good. So he, he he was a pretty good player, even though he third string. And think about it. He was third string only because they drafted Trey Lance at number three in the draft. And when you draft guys that high, they got to be ahead of, of guys that just come in as undrafted free agents or the last player taken in the draft. You're not going to move that last guy in the draft ahead of your number three guy overall. You, you're going to give every chance you can to a Trey Lance. And Trey Lance right now, to me, he can't read the defense. He got to learn how to read a defense and be able to learn to read. That's the same thing Josh Allen. Josh Allen can't read the defense either. He, Wait, George, yeah. I, I didn't realize that Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant yeah. in 2002. He was the very last person drafted. 
Yeah, he missed that irrelevant. Exactly. That's the first time I knew that they were irrelevant. I didn't know that he was literally Mr. Irrelevant. That's huge. And that's coming on the opposite side of the spectrum of Trayvon Walker, who was drafted first that year. Yeah. Wow. And Trey Lance was drafted third for the 49ers, uh, 49ers the year before. And he's, you know, you, you put stock in those draft picks. Uh, you don't you don't give guys like that. Like uh, Raheem Blackshear, excellent running back that's now with the Carolina Panthers. He was with the Bills in training camp. And you can see right from the start that he was way better a running back than James Cook. But the Bills drafted James Cook in the second round or third round. He's a high draft pick. They, they so they so they're gonna stick with James Cook, and they ended up allowing the uh, Carolina Panthers the Panthers to take him off the practice squad. Where I would have it was the same week Micah Hyde was hurt. Micah Hyde, you knew he was going on injured reserve. I would I would have said no. Uh, we moving you on to the active roster to replace Micah Hyde, and I would have had him either on punt returns or kickoffs. And think about it, if they would have had Blackshear, they wouldn't have need uh, needed the trade for Naheem uh, Hines. You you could you could have used Blackshear. Blackshear had a big week this week for he scored that winning touchdown for them uh, yesterday against Seattle. He's on their punts and kickoff returns. He's a very versatile guy, and uh, he would have he would you would have given him some time. But now I'm hearing Zach Moss asked for the trade. He he wanted to get out of town because they wasn't using him. And Devin Singletary is going to be gone after this year. I mean, the man has a 5.6 per yard carry yesterday, and you only you don't give him the ball. Come Crazy. on, man! The man five averaging 5.6 yards a carry yesterday, and he didn't get the ball. You give him a ball an hour later, in the third quarter, and when the man done got cold, you know you call, it's cold out there, man. You man, the man hot running the ball. You can't give him the ball, and then George, how are you not on this Bills coaching staff? After oh, years lit, of oh I, hey, people on Twitter talking about me tonight because I lit uh, Dorsey up earlier this evening on the coaches' interviews, uh, our interview time with the coaches. I asked him, how in the world can you not give the man the ball? The first play you get, he carries the ball, he ran for 11 yards. And That's you the one guy I wouldn't talk smack to. We all see how he reacts. Come I wouldn't push him too far, George. Oh, yeah, he was playing with his glasses like he was ready to take his glasses <laughs> off or something, man, and, and become Superman or something. But I'm like, <laughs> man... You need to give the ball to your running backs. I mean, how, and then why would you allow Josh Allen to – well, we we trying to keep Josh out of danger, which kind of tells me is he's calling running plays, and Josh Allen is the one keeping the ball and not giving the ball. He's doing that RPO, and instead of giving the oh, ball no. to the running back, he's keeping the ball and trying to leap like he got to win. Like he got to keep his name out there that he's winning the game. Hey, it's a team game, Josh. Josh Allen, Bills are 10-3. and three. They need you for the playoffs. Hand the damn ball off, man. And give the ball to the running backs. Wow. Come so on. wait, real quick, before we go to break and wrap up tonight's show, because we're coming to the end of tonight's show, we're going to talk a little bit of Yankees, come back. You're saying that the Bills offensive coordinator is trying to run running plays, but but Josh Allen's taking it in his own hands, and he's just running the ball on his own. That's what I'm He didn't say that. He didn't come out and say it. But Brian Dable said it when he left and went to the oh, Giants. He said, wow. Brian Dable said, I called a lot of running plays. It's just that Josh Allen ended up running with the ball. He said, I, I called running plays for the running backs. But he said that on – Brian Dable said a lot on the way out the door. He uh, he, he definitely wow. – he said, I called a lot more. People – everybody was on me all season about you don't call enough running plays. I, I called running plays, and sometimes Josh Allen would turn them into a pass play. He would he would option out of it into a pass play. And, 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 not, and it makes a lot of sense because – 
if you're watching the game, why would you allow this guy who's not completing passes accurately, he's not hot, today's not his day, why are you allowing him to continue to throw the ball when you when you should be handing the ball off to your running backs? And running the ball. Very, you- very good point. And this could be a clip that people go back and watch in the future if this man hurts himself. Yeah. He leaked over he leaked over a guy yesterday for the Giants and Jets. He leaked the guy almost hit him right in his groin area and he ended up flipping and landing on his head, landing on his face. Man, well, he must on. have balls of steel. It's the only yeah. explanation, George. Must be he like to get up. Hey, somebody's gonna knock him out like they did the quarterback Pickett and uh and uh and, and, and uh Huntley for the uh, Ravens yesterday. That's gonna it's gonna happen. It's it's about to happen because he's he running too much. He's running and he and he and he's not trying to avoid contact. He actually runs toward the contact rather than trying to avoid it. And this is a perfect time uh, for our next lead-in for insurance. Go to at one pr credit at one prcom for all things insurance. This is the Ryan Show FM. Don't be like Josh Allen. Be smart. Insure your body before yes. you go head on into trouble. George Radney in studio, expert in all things Buffalo Bills. We'll be back soon. I'm living every day like a hustle. Another drug and trouble. Another day, another struggle. I don't want to live. All good things must come to an end. Yes, even this radio program. And yes, even the looming free agency decision of Aaron Judge, which I predicted the second that Brian Cashman signed that contract. I thought, my God, his head is going to be on a stick if Judge doesn't sign at this point. As soon as I saw that contract, George. George Radney in studio, by the way. To everybody out there listening, George Radney can be followed on Instagram at George Radney and find the man on Facebook at George Radney. Real Deal Sports Show, the greatest sports show, period. You can find that on the Beat Radio up in Rochester. Um, yeah, so this this free agency, finally, George, it's come to an end. Brian Cashman signed that four-year contract, and the first thing I thought was, my God, this man has balls to put that out there publicly without Aaron Judge signing. But to me, that was kind of the deciding factor. When that moment came, I thought that was it. How about you? What did you think about Aaron Judge, his decision? Did you expect him to stay or go? Oh, you're going to save face. And when, once the cashman and put the money out there, let, let it be known that the money's out there. He has – it, it, to me, it was, a, it, it was a two-way street. Cashman had to save face, and so did Aaron Judge. If Aaron Judge would have walked and went to the San Francisco Giants or the San Diego Padres, he'd know the New York people would be all over him. And New York is, is really where he's played, where he's known that. They treat him well. The fans treat him well. So they owed it to him on what he's already done. He's really being paid for what he's already accomplished. Now, what now the future, how much more can he accomplish? And also, what other talent can you bring in now, now that you're paying uh, one man that kind of money? Uh, you got you still got Giancarlo Stanton. Are you going to trade him? Uh, Torres, I think they definitely got to trade Torres. He's he, throw, he, he commits way too many errors. He's a good offensive guy, but his defense is just uh, too big of a liability for them. And their pitching, Garrett Cole, is not the same. That guy, he's another guy getting paid a crazy money, and he's not producing. Uh, and they're not, they don't get on him that much, which they really should. Uh, they should try to get out of that Garrett Cole contract because even in the big game, he doesn't come through for them. It's hard, though. Who will replace him? I agree that he's he might be overpaid, especially without the sticky stuff. Three. 300 plus million dollar contracts with the Yankees. That's a record. John Carlos Stanton, Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge now, and potentially Carlos Correa. There's rumblings that there's a big move about to be made. Uh, Michael Kay just recently reported 
that there's something about to shake up the New York Yankees on an incredible scale. So and and he's saying that it's not Carlos Correa. I know that's what everybody's talking about, but uh, rumor has it that Fernando Tatis could be coming to New York. Do you think there's any truth to this? And if so, do you think it's a good fit for New York Yankees? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I think it's a thousand percent true because that general manager. Oh man, he ripped him a new one when he uh, when he got on there and talked about him uh, using the PEDs and getting suspended and telling them that he wasn't using that stuff. Uh, and then before that, he refused to have the shoulder operation the season before. And now he done had a shoulder operation. And now he done had the, uh, what, what it was, his wrist, whatever he had. He fell off an ATV uh, at, at, on his own at home. And so he came, he showed up for work, injured, his arm in a sling. They're like, man, what happened to you? Oh, I fell off my ATV. And, uh, you know, he, he's very immature. He has to grow up. And and, and I think San Diego uh, Chargers, not Chargers, San Diego Padres, are going to allow him to grow up somewhere else. They're sick of him, and I think he will be traded somewhere. Could be the Yankees. I don't know if the Yankees want to take an immature guy and gamble that he can grow up in a big city. That's that's kind of ooh, that's kind of dicey, taking a young guy that's immature and putting him in the spotlight with millions of people in that New York City media. Because uh, the Padre media is nothing like the New York City media. So it's a gamble, and I wouldn't be surprised they, they make a deal like that. And get rid of Carlos Stanton and, La- and Torres. Send them both to the Padres. <laughs> I love that sweet swing of Stanton. It's going to be tough for me to say about a John Carlos Stanton. I-, I know that he's hitting what two hundred, yeah. but I do love those thirty home runs. But right, Tatis- don't, you think, don't you think you can strike him out though? Don't you think on no, your best day, if you do your yeah. best jump jump pitch, you probably can strike him out? I will say he did pull through in the playoffs. There were a couple key home runs during both the was of the division series. Mm-hmm. That he hit that home run. There were a few moments yeah. there that Giancarlo really did earn that contract during the regular season. It's very frustrating to see somebody that's getting paid three hundred million dollars hit two hundred. What do you two hundred seven? Something yeah. crazy this year. Yeah, um, definitely insane. But for uh, Tatis go to the Yankees, I look at A Rod as one of the great Yankees of our time, mm-hmm. and he was the same way. Controversial, got caught with the PEDs. He was just a nightmare for the PRs, kissing himself in the mirror. It was absurd. Came to New York. Yeah. And for what it's worth, became a great Yankee. Won a World Series, did what he had to do, had a few 40 home run seasons. And, you know, like I said, one of the great Yankees. Maybe Tatis could get it together. Maybe with the guidance of somebody behind the scenes, they could, you know, sometimes it takes being in New York and having that type of pressure, and it fits in with the personality. I never really thought of Tatis as a small-town guy. So, hey, I hope he does come to New York. We'll see what happens. But on that note. We'll see. Hopefully he'll get there. Uh, the Padres are going to be good. The Mets are going to be good this year. The Phillies, uh, the Blue Jays are, are talking to some players now, trying to make some deals. So it, it's going to be, uh, hey, baseball is just around the corner. February, right after the Super Bowl, pitchers come in, are called in for spring training, and here we go again. Baseball will be right back at us. You can find us this uh, this Sunday morning, 8 a.m., on What's Going On, Fox Sports 1280, myself and George Randy, and, of course, Nate Brown Jr. Yes. But until then... Find us on Instagram at The Ryan Show, at George Radney. And on The Real Deal Sports Show, George, what time does it air and where can they listen? 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. every Saturday morning on WLGZ HD2, The Beat, 105.5, Rochester, New York. YouTube, uh, Facebook, Real Deal Sports Show. Uh, Check us out on Facebook and go to our website, realdealsportsshow.com. We got the winner's edge. Man, I done won people a lot of money the last four weeks. I've been red hot. Picking the games, going to my winner's edge, 
Uh, you could have won you some money yesterday. I told everybody. I blew it. Detroit, Detroit Lions, Minnesota Vikings. I told you take over 52. It ended up at 57. I told under 37 for the Steelers and Ravens. It ended up being what? 19, 24, 16 to 14 final. That's like 30 points. I would have won you a boatload of money on those two picks alone. Not to mention the Chargers at night handling their business against the uh, Miami Dolphins. That was another one right there for the for the ages as well. So, hey, would have won you that money. You heard the man. So that's why I got to listen to the Winner's Edge. So you're not broke around Christmas. Like my ass is going to be if I only had listened to the Winner's Edge earlier. Folks, we appreciate you listening. Be a winner and keep listening to the show. Thanks, as always, for listening to our live broadcast here. This is The Ryan Show FM, and you can follow us everywhere on Instagram at The Ryan Show. We'll be back next week at the same time and same place. Love you, folks. Over and out. Peace. Peace.